small town music. This is big town music. He's ahead of his time, you know, but he can't use it. If only he could prove it. Well, tomorrow's just a song away, a song away, a song away. Hey everybody, welcome to Rock Solid, the comedy podcast for all things music, both new and classic. I'm Pat Francis, and joining us from Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania, a man who has paid to co-host. Please welcome George Worley. Hello, George. Hi, Pat. I appreciate you, you having me, even well, if I did I, pay a little bit, but it's I still appreciate you paying a to privilege. Be Thank you. I wish all my friends would pay to be in my company. <laughs> don't we all george let's talk a little bit uh you live in pennsylvania are you born and raised in pennsylvania i am unlike you i have not moved far from my 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 birthplace i i was born in punxsutawney and i still live here well a lot of people who are born in pennsylvania stay in pennsylvania i i like it i really do i mean it's it's about probably five degrees right now so it's it's a little chilly but I know you're probably pushing a 75 or so, or if not it's more. Actually, it's actually overcast today. Now I know <laughs> it's, uh, it's actually partly cloudy in 64, which okay. for you is balmy. But for us, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> I know the crappy day. I'm okay with it right now. There might be come a time I've had enough, but I, I enjoy it. My family's mostly still here. And so. There's no, you don't have to apologize for still living in Pennsylvania, George. It's fine. My whole family still lives there. That's true. Yeah. We're about a little over an hour from Hollidaysburg. Yeah. Not far at all. We, we have uh, some school, you know, athletic contests with Hollidaysburg still. And, and uh, so, yeah, I'm familiar with the area uh, a fair amount. Now, are you pronouncing the L's because we're, we're back in Hollidaysburg, people say Hollidaysburg. I definitely say holiday. Okay. Uh, yeah. <laughs> People I grew up with, they go holidaysburg. I'm like, no, that's not quite right. And, uh, you know, a lot of the affectations I have that I haven't uh, got rid of are from uh, our regional and from where I grew up. But what are you going to do? Right. Sure. Do? Some things stick with you. Now, let me ask you, because I, I can't pay attention if I don't ask you. The shelves behind you, are those comic books or albums? Those, the ones directly behind me, I have uh, about a thousand comic books yes. and these are mostly sports illustrateds All right. and, you know, track and field news and things of that nature. I am a hoarder when it comes to collecting, you know, my comic books and, and magazines. Uh, my wife, I'm sure just loves it. Now but. see, I say a hoarder is if you had all that stuff in a, in a big plastic bag in the corner but you have it nicely displayed on shelves, probably in meticulous order. If I ask you to go pull something, you could find it pretty quickly. I do have them by year and things of that nature. Um, I'm fairly organized in that regard. I keep thinking that one day they'll be worth money, but you know how that is. <laughs> do you ever do you ever pull something off the shelf that you think might be worth money and then look it up on eBay to see? I do. Um, you know, it's it's like anything. It's so hard to tell. You know, are mine in mint or that? I think they're in good yeah. condition, but they're, you know, and I have baseball cards and things too. And just, I think I have some valuable cards, but I don't want to pay to send them in to get them graded. <laughs> right. Maybe, maybe one day. It just seems like it's almost more trouble than it's worth. Or maybe and, you uh, just want to keep the stuff. You don't want to get rid of it. That's fine I kinda, too. I kind of enjoy, you know, having them. 
you know, with the, you know, it's, it's, you know, like, you know, we're roughly the same age. I'm 54. And, you know, when we grew up, like to me, a sports illustrated coming weekly every Thursday was, was pretty big. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Now, you know, with the internet, it's, it's almost irrelevant, but I, I do still, I guess, enjoy them having them one day. That sports illustrated subscription back in the day was not cheap either. No, you're right. It wasn't. I mean, it came weekly and um, I subscribed to it since I've, I think I have about every issue since 1982. So wow. I've got a fair amount, but fortunately they're relatively thin and they don't take up too much space. <laughs> That's true. Now, uh, George, what do you do for a living? I am a physical education teacher. I teach at our local elementary school. So I am uh, the guy with the whistle and the booming voice, I guess, that barks at the kids. So I can only see you from the neck up, from the waist down, from the neck down. Are you not from the waist down? From the neck down, are you uh, physically fit? Uh, Pat, I could always do better. All I right. could always do better. I try. I enjoy running. Uh, I like a little tennis, but of course not during the six months, you know, when we can't play tennis here outdoor. And, right. That uh, kind of sucks. Try to lift weights a little bit and do the best I can. Could always do a little more, I'm sure. And did you say the grades and I missed it? What grade? I'm in an element. We're in elementary school right now. So it's from right. K through K through six. Uh, and, and what do they call you? They call you Mr. Worley, Mr. George. What do they call you? <laughs> On a good day, they get the Mr. Worley out. Some of the younger kids, they always say Mrs. So I get a lot of Mrs. <laughs> Worley. And, you know, they just can't quite distinguish it yet. Right. Uh, we have a gentleman that works with me. Uh, he's a swim teacher and sometimes phys ed. I get his name a lot. So I take what I get. A lot of them just say, a lot of them just say gym teacher. I'm like, you know, I have a name, but I don't (laughs) know other, I don't know other names either. Maybe they think your first name's Jim and your last name's teacher. Honestly, God, it is funny. I, from a younger kid, I got a little thank you one time and it was like, it it was, it was Mr. Jim, like J (laughs) J I M, you know? So, I mean, perfect. Bless their hearts. All right. Next question. Uh, married. Yes. You said that already. I am I'm married for, I believe, 25 years uh, in September, uh, this past September and two boys, both in college. They both compete in track and field and in cross country. So um, that keeps me a little bit. You know, we just came back from Ohio today. My one son was at a meet. So that's still giving us something to do, even though my wife and I are the old empty nesters right now. And uh What's your, uh, what's your anniversary? Because I was also married in September. We were September 21st, 1996. Ooh, September 19th, 98. Oh, close. Close. Very close. <laughs> now, the room you're in right now, is that your personal office or is that a uh, common area for folks? It's when we had this house built, we, we figured it'd be kind of a furnished basement for our boys when they got older and their friends came over and they would go, come down here and, and wouldn't have to. You know, we wouldn't have to put up with their, their nonsense. Uh-huh. Um, I kind of did now I, it's, I've got my bookshelves, um, in front of me and, and my magazines and things behind me. Uh, there's a weight bench to my right. And it, it it's, <laughs> I mean, we've turned it sort of into a, and there's some storage it, Pat, it's, I guess it's a catch all. Right. We've, it's got a, it has a nice fireplace down here that we've never once used in 20 plus years of living. <laughs> really? No, because we have one upstairs. So it's kind of, you know, I'm not much of a, you know, handyman by any stretch, but yeah, it just kind of goes 
up from the basement up to the first floor. Okay. And we just, we burn the one on the main floor, I guess. All right. I got you. Now, after the boys boys and their friends would be hanging out down there, would you go and uh, check those swimsuit issues? (laughs) Make sure everything was okay? I think they grew up with the air when it was on their phone, if they wanted to get it, you know, (laughs) way, way more than what's in a swimsuit. But that was more our generation, I think. Yeah, you got to go over there and make sure Cheryl Teagues is okay. Right. <laughs> I agree. I don't, yeah, I don't, they never got too interested in my collection, uh, but at least as far as I know. All right. Now, our topic today chosen by you, I don't know if we gave it a title, so I, I'm just calling it PA Rocks. I think that's a great topic. I, and- I Once I started doing a little of the research, I was surprised, pleasantly surprised how many artists have a connection to Pennsylvania. Yeah, there's a ton. And that's what the that's what the topic is today. We're going to be playing songs from musicians, bands that have an affiliation or they started in Pennsylvania, maybe born in Pennsylvania, all those things. And this is uh this has given me an idea for what is actually uh, my wife's idea. She said for the next Patreon supported episode that everyone should submit songs from bands or artists from their area. Now that could be, you know, if you live in Dublin, it could be you too. It could be anyone. So, uh, so thank you, George. This is a good topic. You're welcome. I remember not too long ago, you did that one from of LA. I think it was, you know, music from LA bands or LA. Yeah. And that was, <laughs> this one won't be three hours. I don't think that, well, but you know, that was a great episode and, and, uh, you know, so extensive for that area, uh, Pennsylvania, not quite so extensive, but still pretty good. Was that was that with West Anthony? Do you I remember? think it was. Yeah, I, think I believe it was. so too. It was a three hour pluster, I'm pretty sure. And it just you know, so many, I think. Or maybe yeah. I'm thinking of the Beach Boys one, but anyway. Well, the Beach Boys was definitely, but yeah, sometimes sometimes these episodes get away from me. But uh <laughs> you know, I don't care. I tell people they can uh, split it up. You're not forced right. to sit down and it's listen a, to four hours. It's a podcast, that's right. Right. Whatever you want to do, you can listen to it 10 minutes at a time. I don't care. Exactly. All right, George. Let's get into it. Let's get, uh, I think we found out enough about you, but well, brothers and sisters. I was, I was the last of six. Wow. Um, so we had a big family growing up kind of Catholic family back how they did it in the mm. days. And, um, yeah, so, and I've got, uh, most of my family, one, I have a brother in Ohio and then my other siblings are all in the area. So it's nice. Uh, and- my parents were older, even when they had me and they passed away several years back, but most of the family's still around. So and what's the age difference between the youngest kid and the oldest kid? My, I was 17. I, my sister, who's the oldest was seven, was 17 when I was born. So she's 69 or 70 right now. Okay. I'm 54. So I guess I hope she, I'm sure she doesn't mind me mentioning that, but yeah. So seven, it's roughly seven, 17, roughly 17 years. years. Actually that, and I had an older sister who passed away. That was, she would be 17 years. The one at 69 was 15 years. So gotcha. Gotcha. Well, I'm I, sorry I my math was, you. my math was off there somewhere. I do, but, but it's right now. Yeah. Well, I'm sorry to hear about your sister that passed oh, away, but uh, thanks, Pat. I was always wondering how, how close you can be when you're 15 or 17 years apart. I know it was, they mostly, my sisters, especially kind of babysat for us, you know, yeah. when my parents would go away you know, once a year, they didn't go away too much, but yeah, I do. That's funny. One of my memories is listening to, they had like Donna summer records, you know, so this would have been late seventies, early eighties and we'd stay over and uh, yeah, it was nice memories, but 
Um, most of my sisters that, that were older. Yeah, they did a lot for us because we were yeah so, so much younger. Yeah, George, I feel like you were the whoops baby. I have a brother two, two years older. So if, if, <laughs> if I was, I think he might've been too. Okay. So yeah, I, I agree. <laughs> I'm not sure what my folks were thinking. All right, George, let's, uh, how do you want to tackle this? You gave me, uh, you gave me some notes, but you're going to really uh, introduce these songs and then I'll add songs. And, but you did like a, you did like a top 20 countdown in reverse. Is, is that how we're going to do the songs today? Hey, Pat, it's obviously totally your call. That's that was just kind of how I thought would be a good, you know, I, 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 like I said, 20 to one, not necessarily most success or best selling. I just kind of picked kind of sort of ones I liked sort of based on their success and things of that nature. It's totally your call. Well, I, I have not I have I them mind. in this order. I have them in the order 20 to number one. So do so we I. Might, we might as we, well do it like that. We could give it a shot. Why not? All right. Why what's, not? The, what's the first one? Tell us how it relates to Pennsylvania. Tell us the artist. Tell us the song. That's the one. So Miko is what he went by. Um, kind of a stage name, I guess. And he was born in Johnsonburg, Pennsylvania, which is a town about an hour or so north of me. And uh, he basically, when he watched Star Wars for the first time in 1977, he he uh, he obviously wanted to kind of discoize them. I guess I guess they call it Mikoize. But he turned a lot of movie theme songs into kind of disco versions. And I do kind of remember as a kid listening to his, you know, the can the Cantina band theme uh, from Star Wars. And, and, you know, he was called Star Wars and other galactic funk, I guess there. And uh, yeah, it was a pretty big hit. I mean, it's, it's, you know, I, could you call it a good song? Probably not, <laughs> but you know, it, it was kind of unique. And I guess at the time, Star Wars, you could probably do no wrong. Well, it won't be the first time I played not a good song on this show. So <laughs> I mean, it definitely sounds like Star Wars. Well, let's hear a little bit of Star Wars theme cantina band by Miko. Here we go. Play baby play. Nice. That is, I mean, it's a catchy. That's not know. bad. <laughs> I, I, I'd say that that was probably what he could uh, stake whatever career he had on, on things of that nature. Now he's got to obviously give uh, you know, writing credit to John Williams too, on these things. True. True. Says he left yeah, the he, music, left the music uh, industry in 1985 is what you sent me. He must've made I, a ton of money in those, uh, 10 years. I think he probably did okay for himself. Cause I, I, he, I know he did the same thing with the Superman movie that came out, I believe, you know, in 78 or 79. So yeah, I think he, he kind of <laughs> found his niche and, and, and went with it. <laughs> uh, yes, he did. Yes, he did. All right. Next up will be me. Um, I didn't do a lot of research on my, uh, on my songs other than, uh, the artist, uh, was from Pennsylvania. 
And uh, maybe I should give a little more than that for my first artist. Maybe I shouldn't be so uh, let uh, George do all the heavy lifting. I think you're doing the heavy lifting with all the producing and things you're doing. So no, not, that's not very a nice of you. Very nice of you. Okay. Let me see. Okay. This next artist. Now this is an artist that my mom and dad would listen to. I would never listen to this artist. It would put me to sleep, but he was born in 1912 in Cannonsburg, PA. And this guy possibly be Perry Como. It is Perry Como. Let's hear a little <laughs> of some enchanted evening. <laughs> Some enchanted evening You may see a stranger You may see a stranger Across a crowded room And somehow you know You know even then Right, that's from 1949. Um, what kind of music did people rock out to back then? Because it wasn't this. <laughs> Very good point. No, I guess we weren't quite into the rock and roll era. No. I mean, what was upbeat? What I mean, <laughs> I know. I know. I think in, until Chuck Berry came along, or I, I know that's Glenn Miller. I know that's what my parents had records of glenn miller and yeah i know my parents had these sing along with mitch albums do you remember those <laughs> i do not mitch miller i'm not real familiar with mitch miller no popped in my head right now <laughs> uh george did you go to concerts when you were a teenager a little bit i went to school at Pitt for a while so i was kind of right down in in that you know they had a lot of concerts at the uh, Civic Arena. Civic Arena, yes. A couple of Three Rivers. I went to Bruce. I think the first one I went to was Bruce Springsteen in '84 at Three Rivers. State. I was there. Is <laughs> the, bo- the Born in the USA tour? Correct. Yep. Correct. That was but, the that was the largest crowd ever in Three Rivers Stadium at that point. I think there were sixty five thousand people there. It was. I mean, that couldn't have been more of the height of his popularity. Just no. A, you know, absolutely. Amazing. So yeah, that's that, neat. Yeah, I was at that one. And, uh, look, you know what's funny? Like, what, what, we could have bumped into each other at the concessions. I, like, literally, I, we could have literally been standing right next to each other. We'll never know. Right. But we could have been. I know. Fun, small world, as they say, and tends to be true. For sure. For sure. All right. What's your next tune, sir? I have from Train, which I think, I, Train, if I'm not mistaken, get a little bit not made fun of, but may, well, maybe a little bit, but so Pat Monahan, who's the lead, lead singer from train. Uh, he was born in Erie and went to Edinburgh, which is a, a state university here or a, a school in the state and uh, train. They have, you know, I don't know a ton about train, but uh, a couple of their songs I really enjoy. Um, certainly drops of Jupiter was the one I, that, that was a huge hit uh, several years back. And we might have picked that one or drive by, which is another one I really enjoy. So Pat Monahan from Train was born in Erie and was uh, Western PA for quite a while. Well, I picked uh, of those two. I picked drive by because I felt like that is the one that would make my nephew Kyle uh, the craziest. So <laughs> here's, here's drive by from the album California 37. On 
the other side of the street I knew Stood a girl that looked like you I guess that's deja vu But I thought this can't be true Cause you moved to West LA Or New York or Santa Fe Or wherever to get away from me Oh, but that one night Was more than just right I didn't leave you Cause I was all through Oh, I was overwhelmed And frankly scared as hell Cause I really fell for you I really like that song. Yeah. I agree. I, if if liking that is wrong, you know, I don't want to be right. As I <laughs> well, that's what my dad used to say to me at the <laughs> dinner table. He would say, uh, if you're right, I don't want to be, is what he would say to me. That's what my dad would say to me. Nice. That's good parenting skills. Well, <laughs> that, genera- <laughs> that generation had a way with, with, oh, yeah. with things. Oh, yeah. And then he, he still does. <laughs> he still does. I probably never laughed so hard as when you, you you've called your mom a couple of times. And I think the one time you asked her to name the four Beatles and I think they got them. They did get them. I was shocked. They, they were pretty good. I was I so know. shocked. Hey, our parents make easy targets yeah. as I'm sure we do and will or will and do. Yeah. They're, they, you know, I'm still trying to uh, pretend like I'm the cool parent, but, uh, <laughs> You know, Rita's uh, senior high school friends uh, get a kick out of me. I don't know if they're laughing at me. I hope they're laughing with me, but you never know. Sure. You never know. (laughs) All right. My song has nothing to do with Train, uh, but this band, their origin is Philadelphia, PA, and this band is horrible. This is horrible. This, to me, is the most generic of the Sunset Strip type bands. This is. (laughs) This is Brittany Fox. I I remember. And I never liked, like, as soon as I saw a picture of them, I'm like, what, what is, this is just a little bit of everything and nothing original. This song is uh, one of their singles. It's called Girl School. It's terrible, in my opinion. If I can get to the chorus. God, girl school, something about breaking the rules. The worst rhymes of all time. Terrible songwriting. The vocals are terrible. Like, I don't mind that kind of a a growly voice. We're gonna hear we're gonna hear some of that when we get to your song 14. We're gonna hear it in a good way, but this just I mean, for lack of a better term, this sucks. <laughs> it's just terrible. Brittany Fox. That is uh, just you saying that, you know, yeah, it, 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 not, not even a one hit wonder, whatever you'd call them, even less than that. They, you know. they have, they have, uh, this band was allowed to make four albums. <laughs> uh, remarkable. This, the, sometimes. The, 
the album, the first album that this song is on went gold. It sold half a million copies. This, these band members have a gold album in their house. <laughs> well, let's be honest. They probably sold those to pay rent at some point, but um, they don't know where it one is. One time right? they earned one. They earned it. That's probably wow. more than you and I can say, huh? Yeah, that's true. I don't have a gold album. I have albums up, but not <laughs> just once I got signed. All right. What's up next for you, buddy? That was weird. I, I called you buddy. That. Hey, friend. How you doing, pal? <laughs> <laughs> uh, You're going to make me do that Neil Geraldo or hey, or oh, buddy, I can't buddy. do that. <laughs> Your podcast brings me a lot of joy if you don't know. Well, I'm I, that's good to hear. I'm glad. I, re- I really enjoy it. Uh, I picked Patty LaBelle, who's from Philadelphia, uh, possibly one of the more successful on the list. Uh, 50 million records sold worldwide, if you can believe those Wikipedia, uh, you know, and numbers. Right. And, and I picked the the song. I, I, I like Beverly Hills Cop a lot. And from the soundtrack, she had New Attitude and then Stir It Up, which just I think it's when Eddie Murphy first gets to Beverly Hills and he's kind of driving, driving through the through the town. And it just makes you feel good. Just such a upbeat tune. And, you know, I guess when a, a song like that's in a movie, it just it sticks with you possibly even more because you have the visuals, too. All right. I'm going to play it. And then I got a little uh, Beverly Hooks cop story. I'll tell you. So here we go. like that that's you know and i i wrote down that she won a grammy for best score soundtrack for visual media you know i think you can win a grammy in about any of 150 categories apparently but still a grammy cool um okay here's my beverly hills cop story uh when ezra was in uh middle school um one of the dads uh his name is art kimbrell I used to talk to him like every day when we were waiting for the kids. And um, one day it came up, he let me know that he was an actor. I'm like, Oh my God, that's great. What have you been in anything uh, that I might've seen you? And he's like, well, here's the most famous thing, I guess is Beverly Hills cop. And I was like, you're in Beverly Hills cop. He's like, yeah, it's kind of a substantial part. And I'm, and I'm looking at him and I'm looking at him. And then it hit me. I go, he's the banana in the tailpipe cop. Is that right? He's the guy that Eddie Murphy makes fun. He's the he's the African American cop who Eddie Murphy says, "I'm gonna put a banana in the tailpipe." And and I was just like, "Oh my god!" And then I could totally see it in his face that that was him. And um, possibly the high point of his career. I'm not sure. Uh, here's what he told me. I said, "Oh, because because of course I wanted to say what was Eddie Murphy like," and he said Eddie Murphy was not that nice to him 
because Eddie wanted Art was already cast in that role, but Eddie wanted Arsenio to play it. And Martin Brest, the director, said, No, we've already got, we already have it covered. And, and the guy we have is good. So Eddie didn't treat Art Kimbrough that great the whole shoot. He got Arsenio Hall into coming to America. He so got him into coming that. to America. That was, that was okay. Worked <laughs> out good for everybody. It did, yeah, I guess it did. All <laughs> right. Now, the song that I picked to play after your Patti LaBelle song would be a song by, you know, similar type of uh, artist, R&B. This is uh, Tammy Terrell, big Motown singer. And this is This Old Heart of Mine, parentheses, is weak for you. Here we go. She was born in Philadelphia, and sadly, she also died in Philadelphia at the age of 24. Brain cancer. I I came across her name doing a little of this for for our lists, and, yeah. and I I did notice that. That's terrible. She she must have been something there. I think there was something on Twitter recently with her. I'm not sure what it would have been that maybe an anniversary of her passing or something. Yeah. It it seemed like she was being kind of spotlighted just recently that I saw. Well, you know, as we say here, rock and peace, Tammy Terrell. Oh my God. Terrible. Uh, All right. Let's, Oh, let's have fun now, George. After that, (laughs) let's uh, pick it up with some fun. I know we have at least one plane crash death coming up eventually. So there's hey, to these, these rock rock stars have it, have it tough. Yeah, uh, I, I I am not an InSync fan, but uh, I'm about thirty miles from Clarion, Pennsylvania, mm-hmm. and Chris Kirkpatrick from InSync. Apparently, he was the founding member. Wow! And if, yeah, he's not he's no Justin Timberlake as far as the you know the the popularity, but well, as far as as far as everything, this I would have to say this is the uh, kind of the most unattractive member of InSync, also. <laughs> <laughs> kind of looks a little like a hobbit now look i can say that because i'm so attractive but wow. um yeah uh yeah when, when when you line in sync up if i have to say which guy doesn't belong it's it's always chris kirkpatrick wow that must be the western pa and i'm coming out <laughs> but, uh, yeah so yeah apparently pretty pretty good uh with you know singing dancing producing does does a little bit of everything but but being a member of nsync probably was a pretty nice pretty nice get for him. And I, you know, like I said, I think he might've been the guy that kind of pulled it all together and 70 million records sold. So he should have some bank. I hope. I know. I think, I, I think the teenage girls really loved or the even was it even teenage, you know, the NSYNC was those, those boy bands were, they were big. They were big. 
All right. And this, I like this song. So let's hear Bye Bye Bye. I'm doing this tonight. You're probably going to start a fight. I know this can't be right. Hey, baby, come on. I loved you endlessly. And you weren't there for me. So now it's time to leave. That's all Timberlake on that song, my friend. <laughs> they were lucky to find him. They certainly were. All right. Now, I have no song to uh, play off of that. So I'm going to move on and you can play yet another song. Well, if we're on to six, number 16, a gentleman named Henry Mancini, who was raised in Aliquippa, which is just a little outside of Pittsburgh. And he big with instrumentals, a lot of TV and movie themes. Uh, he won a several Academy Awards and numerous Grammys. Uh, had a number one single for the love theme from Romeo and Juliet, which I am not familiar with the movie. I guess I know the story. And I guess we have a song later that has a little Romeo and Juliet in it. But um, he, he's, he did the Pink Panther theme. I think one of the probably all-time most recognizable, uh, you know, little little themes. Oh, it's fantastic. Let's hear it. Let me tell you this. I have seen Pink Panther cartoons, but I have never seen any Pink Panther movie. That makes two of us. Not, I, I haven't not, seen not a Peter from... Sellers. I haven't seen a Steve Martin. I haven't <laughs> seen a Ted Wass. He took over for one movie. I don't know how I know that, but I do. <laughs> no, I know that theme very well, but yeah. that's about it. Yeah, that's about it. That's probably maybe the best part of the movie. Although I think those are fairly well regarded, or at least the first one was. Yeah. As far as the movie. Yeah, I believe so too. Yes. Just, yeah. We'll put them on our list to see them one one day. What was the last concert you've seen, George? I don't go to a many, Pat. I went to the Eagles when they had the History of the Eagles concert. I saw that. Yeah, it was probably, what, 2015 or 16, before they still had Glenn Fry. I think it was probably 2015. I think he passed away the next year, but uh, I, I, I like the Eagles a lot. I know I get to get another band. that's often made somewhat fun of on your show and look, which is great. <laughs> look, I have, I look, I make fun of these bands, but I like, I like in Asia. I like, I like the, uh, the Eagles. I like all these bands that people make fun of. Yes. Rush. Yeah. I like it. 
Well, if you don't mind, I'm going to hold up something just to, because this is my most recent CD purchase, which I don't purchase many CDs anymore, but I <laughs> hold it up higher, a little oh, higher. Sorry. Oh, John Mellencamp, strictly, strictly <laughs> one-eyed Jack. Oh my God. Is, was it Kyle who put one-eyed Jack ass? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes, he did. He likes I to. Do like, I do like Sean Mellencamp though, but yes, uh, his disposition is less than sunny. Now, look, I, I like John Mellencamp. But there was a point when I stopped enjoying his music. There's, there's, he now just makes music for himself or for a guy with a corn cob pipe uh, sitting on a porch swing in the middle of Kansas. I mean, I, it's not for me. I, I listened to that album last Friday when it came out because I wanted to hear the Springsteen collaborations. And those are the best songs on there for me. But yeah, his voice is just, it's, I don't know. He just doesn't want to write a hit song. It's almost like he's actively avoiding writing anything that he used to write that style of music. Whereas Bruce Springsteen will still give it to you. He might go off and do something a little twangy, a little like that album, but then he'll come back and give you some arena music again. But You're yeah, right. right. The last 20 years, he almost has completely changed the way he yeah. you know, writes, writes songs. I do. I like the earlier much better. And so. uh, how much, what, how much, what were they giving those away or did you actually, <laughs> did it cost money? Uh, <laughs> they, they paid me to take it. <laughs> uh, no, okay. I, Next up, we're going to go to year number 15. We're going to do a double shot because uh, I picked, uh, I picked a song from this guy also, because I think both of these songs should be played. So let me hear what your song is from. For, so Dan Hartman, yeah. he was born near Harrisburg. And the song I picked was I can dream about you, which was all over the radio in you know, 1984. It was a soundtrack to streets of fire. Yep. A movie that I have not seen, but I've never seen it either, uh, but a, a really, uh, really catchy song. And Diane Lane's in it. I don't know why I haven't seen it. Not too hard to look at. I'm Not sure. Not too hard to look at. I, when Kyle and I went to see uh, the first uh, Superman movie with Henry Cavill, called Man of Steel. Um, Amy Adams is uh, Lois Lane, and Diane Lane is uh, uh, Martha Kent, Superman's mom. And Kyle and I were both like, "Yeah, Martha Kent shouldn't be hotter than Lois Lane." But she is okay. Like having Marissa Tomei is Aunt, Aunt is May. Aunt May, right? Yeah, uh, <laughs> pretty sweet. Okay. Anyway, I digress. Uh, I can dream about you, Dan Hartman. Great song. Such a great song.
you got some fun trivia in your notes about this. Let the people know. The just that he wrote it for Hall and Oates. That that part of it, or yeah, 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 yeah. I, I'm again. I, you know, I know Wikipedia is probably not always 100, percent but according to you know what Rick, Wikipedia said, with you know Daryl Hall stated this that he wrote the song for Hall and Oates. But why didn't Hall and Oates record it? They, that would have been he, gr- right. Did he keep it for himself, or did they turn it down? Yeah, if they turned it down, they were foolish because that sounds exactly like a song that Hall and Oates would record. I went agree. To, went to number six. And if I remember correctly, Dan Hartman is not in the video. Um, an African-American actor lip syncs this song in the movie and in the video. So I believe the first time I saw Dan Hartman, I'm like, that's not Dan Hartman. That's not the guy that I see in the video. And um, so, yeah. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. All right, so I picked a song that people might not know he sang, and you have this in your notes too. For the Edgar Winter Group, Dan Hartman is the vocalist and wrote the song Free Ride. Let's hear that. Never in a million years would have known that. Nope. one of those things like when people find out that mickey thomas from jefferson starship was the vocalist on fooled around and fell in love by the elvin bishop group or band whatever it's called because uh yeah when i found that out i'm like what (laughs) really and then you listen close and you go of course of course it's mickey thomas you're right there's a lot of instances where yeah things like that i just remember that hired gun uh, documentary and talks about the that St. Holmes guy that sang and not it wasn't Ted Nugent and right. people thought it was Ted Nugent. Nope. And yeah, there's lots of instances that maybe the guy getting the credit isn't necessarily the the singer, right? The one doing the singing, right? All right, moving on to number fourteen, counting them down twenty to number one, according to George Worley from Punxsutawney, Pennsylvania. He's getting ready and excited for his special day when they pull the groundhog out and the groundhog's going to see a shadow or not see it. What do we want it to do? Do we want it to see it or not see it? See it. If he, if he sees it, there's then it's uh, uh, blemish. Uh, but if I get this wrong, I'll really, I'll, I'll be the laughing stock of the town. Huh? I don't know it either. If he sees it, it's six more weeks. If he okay. doesn't see it, it's an early spring. So you, he, he we don't want him to see it. We don't want them to see it, but I, they always say there's so many lights and things now 
that it's hard for him not to see it. It's, it's rarely not seen, I it's, guess. It's not really scientifically accurate. <laughs> Dubious at best. Yeah. It's just a fun to, it sounds like a, a reason for people to get together and drink a beer. It's that anything to stay warm up there. It, it's, it's it, unlike in the movie, it's in the middle of a field, basically Yeah, up on a hill. And I'm sure quite chilly at 3 AM, they start playing the music. You know, it's basically an all night, right? Like you said. Yeah. Have yeah. you, uh, have you gone to the ceremony? Uh, never officially. I, I, I hang my head in shame. <laughs> I just, uh, yeah, not, not that interested. That's like when people, uh, you know, when people are like, uh, do you go to the ocean every day? I'm like, no, it's there. So I can, I know I can go, but no, I don't True. go. I, it's I, a nice little claim to fame for the town, but it is. Uh, everyone knows it. It's fairly well. Yeah. It, it's uh, after the movie in what? 93. I think it really took off. It's well, we, pretty- uh, I'm going to say when we shot the movie, no, when, um, when that movie was made, <laughs> They, they shot it in Woodstock, Illinois. Correct. And being from Pennsylvania and knowing about Punxsutawney Phil and where Punxsutawney is and everything, I, I started poking around on set to trying to find out why they didn't shoot it in Punxsutawney. <laughs> and the word I got was, if they would have shot it there, they would have had so many people telling them that, no, that's not how we do it. And you got to do it this way. And, and so they're like, we, we don't want that. We want to stay as far away from that as possible. So. Yeah. Bill Murray probably would not have enjoyed hanging out here for a couple months. So. Well, I look, Woodstock, Illinois is very small. It's okay. uh, really, but they found that town square, which is perfect. Like that's not a set. Those aren't facades. Those that's an actual town square. And they shot all over the place there pretty cool it's a a really enjoyable movie and really even though it wasn't filmed here that's fine (laughs) i'm sure they did the best they knew what they were doing right exactly and and yeah it works good they used our name they they did use your name they did use the name all right song number 14 on your list let's hear it so we have one of the you know heavy metal bands that kind of came out uh, in the 80s cinderella yeah good band they had some pretty good success. Um, I, I like what you mentioned earlier about that screeching voice. I think this gentleman does kind of have that screeching voice, but somehow pulls it off. This guy's a good singer, a good songwriter. His name's Tom Kiefer. I don't know why they didn't have more albums. I don't know why he hasn't done more music as a solo artist. Cause he, yeah, he still tours, you know? Yeah. They Cinderella's- did not have a whole, yeah. Their, their catalogs pretty slim. Yeah. And you have here, Kenny Aronoff played the drums on their fourth album, friend of the show. So what song do you got for us? So we have don't know what you got till it's gone. I got to be honest. If you pick up a best of or greatest hits of Cinderella, you're going to know every one of these songs. Okay. They've they've got easily got 12 or 13 solid hits. Okay. Here we go. Enough of me. Blabbing.
that song's melodic. It's got great lyrics. His voice is great. The production's great. That, that's how you do it, Britney Fox. You sh- terrible, shitty band. That's a good song. A good song. That I, I actually meant to play Britney Fox after that. I jumped the gun. I apologize <laughs> to everyone listening. I apologize to my parents for having me. <laughs> um, I want to look up a little bit about uh, the band that I'm going to play now. They hail from Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. I knew that. The genre of music would be Heartland Rock. Of course it would be. And um, this is so Pittsburgh. Their name is Iron City House Rockers. Come on. I'm familiar with the name, vaguely familiar with the group. But so, yeah, fill me me in. Let me tell you something. I don't know anything about this band. I've never heard one song. But when you said we were going to do this, they're one of the first bands that came up. So this is a song off their album called Love So Tough. The song is called Dance With Me. And I love this song. I might have to go buy this whole album. See what you did? See what you did, George? Here's Dance With Me. Steady girl. One day Frankie hit the numbers. Hundred dollars on nine nine four. Frankie caught up Sheila. Leading for one last chance. Baby, let me take you down. Now, I want to put out, he said Frankie's name like five times so far. So the main character of the story is Frankie and uh, and the girl, Sheila. And apparently Sheila wants nothing to do with Frankie unless Frankie's got some coin. And then she'll go out and dance and uh, have a meal. But for the most part, I think Frankie needs money to get ladies. And uh, that's my takeaway from that story. And I still like the song. That's a good song. It's not bad. It's got the keyboards, got the, you know, it's got people with names, which is a Springsteen thing. <laughs> All right, moving on. Your number 13. I was shocked I didn't have this out al- this song in my iTunes library, but I, I didn't. I thought that for sure I had this album, but no, but you sent it to me. So thank you. You're welcome. Uh, so the band is live and they're from York, Pennsylvania. And they had this album called Throwing Copper, a kind of a unique name. And it was a big seller. And the song Lightning Crashes. Now, wait a minute. You're, 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 you are underplaying that wildly. It sold 8 million copies. That's true. That's a phenomenal Eight million number. copies. You That's couldn't have insane. that now if you tried. No. I mean, you have to be Adele or Taylor Swift to sell 8 million copies is insane. Yeah, that's true. That, that's that that's that's an astounding number. It really is. And really, I only kind of know this one song. So they're, they, they, I bet they sold about five million of those off this one song. All right. Let me play Lightning Crashes. Lightning Crashes. 
long snap Take a baby down the hall Good song. Yeah, that was all over the radio. It was. That was big. You couldn't get away from it. All right. Yeah, my, was- my next tune to play off of that is a band called The Ocean Blue. And apparently they hail from Hershey, Pennsylvania. And the song I'm going to play, if I can find my playlist again, there it is, is a song called Drifting Falling from their self-titled 1989 release. Here we go. remember that song i don't i like i liked it yeah i kind of do remember it it's uh when i started to listen to it i'm like wait i i know this song i have that album in my itunes so i must have heard it at some point in my life no not familiar with that one george what's your preferred way to listen to music probably now spotify um it's got the ads in it i i'm not paying for it yet right uh, yeah i I probably just do Spotify mostly. I have CDs. I sometimes would download them to the laptop and transfer some to the phone. But I, I had Apple Music for a little bit, but I didn't want to pay. I get, I, get, I don't want to seem like I'm, I'm cheap. But apparently, I'm, <laughs> well, there's I'm so a little many, cheap. There's so many things to pay for. There are. You got to pick right. and choose. You're right. It never ends with streaming. You know, stations now with. I, I like, you know, I'm trying to watch the you know, Mandalorian and Boba Fett and things and there's Disney plus and yeah, everything's, everything's a subscription. Yeah. It's, um, uh, comedian Jim Gaffigan tweeted a couple weeks ago. He said, why don't all these streaming services, uh, get together and then we'll call it cable. <laughs> I'm paraphrasing his verbiage right. was probably much funnier than that, but uh, you get the gist. Right. I know. I mean, it's, it's almost getting out of control. Yeah. We, uh, we pulled the plug on direct TV and now we just have all the streaming stuff because with the direct TV, I was paying for like the 300 channels. I've never even watched in my life. I know. So yeah. Yeah. It's like music. You can't listen to it all. You can't no. watch all the movies nope. and TV. You cannot. Uh, now you bought the John Mellencamp CD. Do you still have a CD player in your car? Ah, uh, boy. 
if I do, I haven't used it. I, I got a truck about a year ago. I don't, is there a CD player in there? So what did you do with that CD? You just put it in your, I, I will, I downloaded it onto my laptop Okay, and I'll, I'll listen to it there. And then if I, you know, put it maybe onto my phone, but that's a good, I don't think my, my truck's a 2018. I don't think it has a CD player in it. Yeah. One of our cars has one and then our brand new car does not, but I, uh, they sell one that just, that you put in the car. It just sits there and you, with the USB, you plug it in to the dash and it just plays through the stereo. So I did demand that we get one. I said, damn it. We have to get that. I know it, you know, when I, I did, I didn't want just my work computer. So I got a MacBook pro a year or so ago and it doesn't have a CD. You know, there's no way to yes, put a CD yeah. in it. Yeah. So you have I, to get an external drive. Right. Which I did. I was dumb enough to do that. I yep, guess I did yeah, too. That, that's what you do. <laughs> I say it's for the show so I could write it off. Right there. Exactly. All right. Slotting in at number 12, one of my favorite artists. Let's hear about it. So we have Todd Rundgren from Philadelphia. Yes. Uh, too many things to mention. Singer, songwriter, producer. Did, you know, Bat Out of Hell. Uh, again, rock and peace for Meatloaf there recently. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he was a, he's a Hall, and, Hall of Fame inductee just this past year. And did so many things, but uh, I, I always remember hearing, I don't know if it was a, you know, the local radio, the kind of the five o'clock Friday, uh, you know, drive time. They play bang on the drum all day. Real, real kind of catchy tune from Todd Rundgren. So right. let's hear it. From 1982, the album is the ever popular tortured artist effect. That is, in fact, my favorite Todd Rundgren album. And there's a signed copy right on the wall that I can see from where I'm sitting. He sound, signed it in 2012. I've met him like three times. Very nice. Every time. So nice. Um, I'm going to tell a story now. I like to, you know, I like to tell the stories over and over again. So we're going to hear one right now. Let me find a. Uh, a sting that was made by a gentleman named Dave Becker. Let's play it. I can only have a scene that's got a story to repeat. All right. Thank you, Dave. So uh, a couple years back, I went to see Todd Rundgren with uh, my concert wife, Suzanne Dillingham. And um, there were these, like, there were these, there's a group of these four blonde women you know, 40 to 50, and they're not paying attention to Todd Rundgren's show at all. It was in a small club called the Canyon Club. And uh, and they just weren't paying attention. They were just drinking, you know, Cosmos and laughing, but they were not paying attention to the show at all. And they were close to us and they were making me crazy and they were making Suzanne mad. And I leaned over to Suzanne and I go, I I'm going to predict that if he plays bang the drum all day, 
that's when they're going to pay attention because that's the only song they know. And sure enough, that's what happened. And now they're turning around. They're taking selfies with Todd in the background. They're acting like they're the biggest Todd Rundgren fans in the world. And then that song ends and they're not interested again. So rock in uh, peace, yeah. those ladies, hopefully. Not all of them. <laughs> all right. Um, there are many, 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 many Todd Rundgren songs I could have chosen, but I decided to choose one that I don't think I've played here in a long, long time, if ever. It's from the album called Healing, and this song is called Time Heals. course todd rundgren is producer like you said he's produced meatloaf and cheap trick and uh xtc and Badfinger and psychedelic furs and just so many we i mean we could just go on and on and on we could do a whole show just about todd rundgren's production but we're not gonna we're gonna continue with pa rocks but first it's time to ask george some more questions george your physical education teacher uh, are you a sport? You like sports then you love sports. I do. I do. So you'll be watching the games tomorrow. Uh, I will. Now what I might do, Pat, is at three 30 this morning, I might get up and watch Nadal against Medvedev Ooh. for the Australian open final. I don't think I'll get up at three 30, but maybe, maybe five 30 and I'll See, hope now, it's still going on. Again, we don't have, we don't have, ca- we don't have cable. So I got to find out. I think I could stream that through Hulu. I might have to, add on some type of a live tier, but uh, who are you rooting for in that match? <laughs> That's a good, probably Nadal, but I think Medvedev will beat him, but probably yeah. Nadal. They're but both they're, good. They're both solid guys. Yeah. They both seem like good guys. Medvedev's yeah. kind of that mischievous, mischievous fella a little right. bit, you know, the up and comer that's got a twinkle in his eye, but yeah, they're both good guys. Now I am not a sports fan, although I've invited myself to Mike Schmidt's house tomorrow to watch uh I think it's the Bengals against the, who are they playing? See, I don't even know. Uh, Kansas City. Kansas City. That's Melissa Etheridge's team. Um, (laughs) She doesn't play. She just loves them. Um, (laughs) So who are you rooting for in that game? Who are you for? Oh, boy. I'm fine either way. Probably Kansas City, I guess. But I have no real. You don't have have a horse in the game? Not really. Uh, Are you? you, Oh, God. Are you a Steelers fan? I like them. The older I get, Pat, the harder it is for me to root for some of these professional athletes. It just is. It's just hard for me. Um, I'm because getting, they're bad I'm, guys. I'm the, I'm the cranky old man, unfortunately. Because they're There's, not good guys. They're they the whole Antonio Brown situation. He was a Steeler for a while, and then just every I just got so tired of it. And and, and yeah, and that, that's an isolated case, of course. There's lots of great guys, of of course, but yeah, I I just have a tough time with some of it. 
certain sport, you know, the professional sports with the big money, it's, it's a little different than it used to be, I think. But I I mean, I'm older. These players are overpaid for sure. Oh, the money's unbelievable. I mean, I'll have to ask, uh, I'll have to ask uh, Alexi Lawless what he thinks, if he thinks uh, these sports players are overpaid or not. I know. I guess we're the, we're the, we're the people that buy the tickets, I guess. I don't know. I don't know what, you know, if they can get it, they deserve to get it. Right. Is one argument, but I don't know. I mean, I don't know anyone that's going to turn down money. True. (laughs) Um, I always say, I mean, I, I will watch it for my television. I'm not going to go pay a $10 beer and $20 for parking and then yeah. a couple hundred for the ticket. I will watch it from my house. For, well, you know, comfortably. I, I don't think you get a better seat for professional football than in your living room. It's you remarkable. I mean? The experience. No, you're right. The camera angles and, and the HD it's, it's, you're right. It's unbelievable. I can still enjoy baseball live because it's, it's a, it is a slower pace. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? You know? So, uh, yeah, and I go to I go to a baseball game twice a year. I enjoy I enjoy the hangout with the buddies and the ten dollar beer and the uh, you know seven dollar pretzel and I do it. I have a friend okay. in Orange, California, and we went out and we took us to a Dodger game. And I think I got a was it uh, Dodger dog? Yeah, I got a. No, it was a bobblehead. I want to say it was. I'm not going to get the guy's name right now. He's a pitcher. <laughs> anyway, whatever. I'm st- Oral Hershiser? No, it was like Nomo. I think it was Nomo. Nomo, sure. Yeah. Anyway, so I think I still have the bobblehead somewhere, but yeah, it's nice to go to a stadium and get the experience, I guess. But yeah, a friend of mine, Chip Chinnery, uh, he has been to every stadium now but one. There's only one more on his list that he has to go to. That's been like a thing that he's been doing for years to try to get see a game at every baseball stadium. So yeah, one more. That's, that's neat, right? There's yeah, that's some, fun. PNC that's Park fun. in Pittsburgh is beautiful. It really is. The product on the field's rough, but <laughs> yeah. But yeah, the have Pirates. Have they're, they're they're struggling. They've been struggling. <laughs> yeah, they have. But it's a beautiful facility for sure. All right, song number eleven. This Kyle now. This is Kyle Dodson approved because this is his favorite <laughs> artist. I know nine inch nails. I am not, that is not a band for me necessarily. But um, when I, I think the first time I saw the movie, uh, the girl with the dragon tattoo and, and that the immigrant song uh, version by Trent Reznor and, and a couple other folks on it. I just loved it. I think it's a great, a great, uh, you know, version of, of that, of an excellent song to begin with, of course. Yeah. You can't go wrong with immigrant song. Right. I, I agree. I, they, it, it, it brings Thor Ragnarok to life at the beginning. <laughs> yep. All right, let's crank it up. Yes. Sinister. Yes. Good way to put it. He's from Newcastle, Pennsylvania. I don't think I mentioned that. That's crazy that he's from Newcastle. I know it very, you're right. Surprising kind of, 
Now, um, what, now you're downstairs recording this podcast with me. What did you tell your wife you were going to be doing downstairs? I didn't exactly explain it as thoroughly as I possibly could have. I just said, please don't, please don't come down. So maybe she's a little worried for my safety. I don't know. <laughs> oh yeah. I always want to know how people explain, you know, my parents don't even know what a podcast is. My mom calls it a, bro- how is your broadcast? Uh I am addicted to podcasts. I don't listen to as much music as I should because I just listen to so many podcasts. So it's good and bad. Yeah, that's good. Uh, how long of a commute do you have to get to school? Not too long, about 10 to 15 minutes. No, so. then you can't. You're, uh, I, with that, know. Meatloaf, that meatloaf episode is going to take you about uh, seven months to get through. <laughs> you're right. If I chip away at it. He, he passed away. But no, I did listen to it, but I was going to say he passed away before I got to listen to it, but I, I, listened, I listened to it. He Maybe that's what killed him, trying to get through it. Uh, yes. Okay, when I, I went to college in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, I went to St. Vincent College. That's where the Steelers have their training camp. Correct. And um, you could go up there in the summer and watch them. You know, the first couple of weeks, they'll sign autographs and everything. You know, it's kind of a, more of an event. And then, uh, and then when they get into it, the people aren't allowed to come up there. But if you went to, uh, if you went to summer school, if you took a summer class and stayed on campus, you got to see the Steelers 24 seven because the Steelers would also stay on campus in the dorms. I know it's a beautiful and campus. I feel it's uh, it was a beautiful campus when I was there, but now it is amazing. It's so built up since I graduated from college, but this is an artist that I know played our college maybe a couple times, and you can see him probably every night at some bar in Pittsburgh. It's Norman Nardini and the Tigers. And anytime I saw him, he was amazing. So much energy, just a, a little guy, you know, skinny and running everywhere and just giving it everything he's got every night of the week. Like, I feel like if Bruce Springsteen wouldn't have made it, he would still be doing what Norman Nardini does now. So here's a little old school rock and roll called Ready Freddy. Are you ready? Ready Freddy? Go uptown and rock and roll. Are you ready? Norman Nardini. All right, moving on. Now, this next one, I've never heard of this band. I never heard the song. I didn't own the song. So you sent it to me, and I thank you. You are welcome. Let's let's tee it up, George. So we have the Clarks. They're, to me, uh, a really good band out of Pittsburgh. I think there's a college named Indiana University of Pennsylvania, IUP. They formed there. And um, these, these folks never quite hit it big, big, but uh, certainly they're regional favorites. Well, you know, I think they played 2000 dates in, in Western PA. I think I saw some information on. And uh, this song, Born Too Late, I, I love it. I think it's just a really, it mentions a lot of famous singers and, and artists and things that uh, 
you know, that have, that have passed and, and the reference in the song born too late uh, that this fella never had a chance to, you know, meet them or, or experience them, I guess, live or in, in person, however you want to say it, but yeah, you know, born too late by the Clarks. All right, let's hear it. Will you teach me how to paint? Teresa, will I ever be a saint? John, I really think your songs are great. I was born too late. William, will you teach me how to write? And Cassius, will you show? like i feel like i've heard that song even though on paper i say i've never heard it i feel like i have heard it so good pick thank you what is your wife into what's your wife's name carol what does carol do what is she like she is she's a school she was a school nurse she's now a nurse part-time in a hospital a local hospital okay um we've no, we went to a, the same grade school together we've kind of known each other all our lives and, um, yeah, she's excellent mother. Uh, she's not, uh, she, she's not as active as far as, uh, the, the, the pursuits I enjoy the running or the tennis or whatever, but we, we did, uh, you know, we did as the best we could to involve our boys and things. And, uh, my wife was, she was in the band as, as a high schooler and, cool. uh, yeah. So we, you know, our, we grew up about probably a block apart. That's amazing. Uh, sometimes walk to school together uh, in grade school. So in that way, kind of a nice, nice, nice story. We found each other uh, when we were in college. You know, we didn't really date in high school or anything. And then kind of ran into each other uh, late, late in college and stayed together ever since. Look, this is a, this is how, uh, you know, Pennsylvania is. I texted my friend. This is, this is a girl I've known since first grade. Lucy Kreider is her maiden name. She's now Lucy Harlow. And I texted her today because it was her birthday. And she married Jerry Harlow. And they dated in high school and are married to this day. That's nice. They never broke up. It wasn't like they broke. Not that I know of. I mean, as far as like before they were married. But Mm -hmm. yeah. So, I mean, I know um, I stay in touch with everyone. I really do. If, uh, If you're my friend then you're my friend. Like a lot of people would tell me, well, when you go to college, those will be the people that are really your friends. And I'd be like, well, what about these high school friends? Yeah. You, you know, you'll, you know, you'll phase out of them. No, I don't. That's not, that's not what I do. People who say that. All right. <laughs> um, oh, so, okay. So your wife is a nurse. Correct. So she's frontline worker. So applaud her. Has, uh, has she avoided getting COVID? Have you avoided getting COVID? We have. Um, fortunately, we, you know, we're pretty conscientious about things. I, yeah. I think we but try you're to in be school and she's at a hospital. You guys right. are very susceptible if you're not careful. True. My school definitely has a lot of cases and they're continuing to pop up, but yeah, I guess I, I'll, you know, count myself lucky so far. 
My wife works more right now on the kind of admissions okay. uh, front. She's not exactly, you know, patient care right now. Well, but you're right. There's tons of cases. I mean, that the hospital, you know, is just, yeah, they're <laughs> frequently, uh, you know, the admissions and things uh, from COVID issues. Right. It's, it's, it's nonstop. Yeah. It's still rough. It's still tough. It is. All right. Moving on to, oh, her name's Alicia Moore, but she goes by pink. She does. She's from Doylestown, which is a Philly, Philly suburb, suburb of Philly. Seems like Philadelphia did pretty well in our, in our ranking. Not too shabby. Yeah. And pink, uh, probably not much. We can, you know, she's just unbelievably successful. 90 million records sold worldwide, three Grammys, uh, 11 top 10 singles. And, um, you know, just, uh, again, she was in that hired gun documentary that I like so much. And, uh, you know, kind of came across, seems, you know, came across as a pretty good, uh, loyal, loyal person to her. Yeah. Uh, as, as, uh, unlike Billy Joel, shall we say in that, in that case, <laughs> but, uh, speaking of it, but yeah, pink, uh, and I think we picked one or two songs. We had either who knew or perfect. Well, I uh, picked, I, I, from your thing, I picked who knew, and then I picked one to play also. Cause I, after- I love pink. If I, uh, you know, she would be on, uh, on my top 10 list of, of guests to get, to get, if I could, I know if I could find, um, I feel like if I could find contact information, I could get pink on the show, but that's just how I always think. So this is who knew, who knew Pat could get her on the show. You took my hand. You showed me how you promised me you'd be around. Uh huh. That's right. I took your words and I believed in everything you said to me. Yeah, that's right. George, I'm looking at your notes and the other song that you chose, which we're not playing is perfect. And then in parentheses, it's, it's, it's fucking perfect. But so did you copy and cut and paste this or did you choose not to write the word F U C K? I'm assuming I copied and pasted that. I can't quite recall, but I think that's, and that's, I think that's how it's displayed kind of probably least, on the on the album i think on my spot because i wanted to download these and listen yeah. to them a couple of times and i think that's how it's shown on although on the spotify song i listened to today it definitely says the word yeah several of course times of course right. <laughs> all right my pink song is from her most recent album from 2019 i recommend this album as murray valeriano would say t to b because i think it's fantastic it's called hurts to be human and that's the number two and a B. And um, I don't know if you heard how I said human. I say, I don't, I don't like, I don't do that H thing when I say it. My kids are always laughing at me. I say human. And I, I think that's a Pennsylvania thing. That's what I blame it on. But it's human. How human. do you say it, George? Human. Uh, human. See, 
you work in the school district, so you need to say it correctly. All right. <laughs> this song's called Hustle. I don't know if you've ever heard this, George. Let me know. Here it is. I gave you soft, I gave you sweet, just like a lion, you came for sheep, oh no, don't try to hustle me, you took my love, mistook it for weakness, I guarantee, I won't repeat this, no, don't try to hustle me, I live my life like a bullet in a gun, give it all my love till my patience is done, oh no, don't try to hustle me, so don't She can't keep that F word out of her mouth. <laughs> she wants the explicit rating. Yeah. When the kids were little, I wouldn't listen to pink in the car. I would pick and choose what songs I would play because I just, right. uh, you don't need to have to explain that. Well, I mean, I swear as an adult, but I, I still have not swore around the kids. I just that's, never have. That's good. I wish I, I could. I wish I could say the same. Well, I'm not, I'm not saying that I'm better than people other than you, George. But, um, you know, with your dirty mouth around your boys, but, um, <laughs> what, uh, we kid, we're having a fun time. Uh, we are, uh, we're an hour and a half in and we're at song number, uh, counting them down. We're at number eight. So we're I on track. That. We're on track for a four hour episode, George. So I, I'm starting to, to hydrate. Please well, do I'm starting to worry. We should, nope. we should pick up the pace. Now this next song you're going to play, I I'm just, I, I don't, I just don't get, I get the appeal of uh Will Smith for sure. But I, I, for me, this music is just so, so lightweight. I just don't, this isn't my thing, but I'll happily play it. So cue it up after I've uh, shit all over your song. <laughs> <laughs> so we have, you know, so yeah, w- Will Smith, I'm sure. Most people know he was one time kind of a rapper uh, with DJ Jazzy Jeff. They were from Philadelphia. And, uh, you know, being the advanced age, I guess, that I am, I definitely remember when he was still just a rapper. And, um, you know, this, this, are we going to do parents just don't understand, Pat? Is that the one? Or is no, it I actually have the other one because I thought, okay, well, which, crazy. you know, hey, is, I'm fine with that too. I know, like, I see what you mean. They kind of almost seem a little, I don't want to say cartoonish, but yeah. I, I see. I do see your point. Um, I, you know, Will Smith. Uh, yeah, I do like Will Smith. I guess I, I don't know him, of course, but you know, I, I like his acting. And yeah, he's. Um, we talked about tennis. You should watch that movie, King Richard. I do want to see that. It's really good. I would like to see that. Yeah, that's, I. Uh, that's on my list. I put it on a couple uh, Saturdays ago, and, and Pilar said, "Oh, she goes. I don't think this looks good." And I'm like, "Well." If you're going to get a shower, I'm just going to put it on. So I put it on and she sits down and then we watch the whole thing. And she's like, that was great. You know what I mean? So it was like, well, that's good to hear. I'm yeah, glad. So I look forward right. to watching that. This is yeah, a nightmare on my street. Nightmare on my street. Here we go. Now I have a story that I'd like to tell about this guy. You all know me as me scared as hell. He comes to me a night after I call into bed. He's burnt up like a weenie and his name is Fred. He wears the same hat and sweater every single day. And even if it's hot outside, he wears it anyway. He's gone when I'm awake, but he shows up when I'm asleep. I can't believe that there's a nightmare on my street. 
here's my here's my problem with this song. It's so lightweight, and it's about Freddy Krueger, who <laughs> kills teenagers. He kills teenagers, and then he cracks wise. Yeah. Your notes yeah. say this was considered for Nightmare on Elm Street 4. I, I, I'm sure it wasn't. <laughs> I doubt that this was considered. I mean, it fits. It, it, you know, it's thematically correct for sure. the movie, but but right. That, that maybe would have brought the movie down, possibly wow. even more than it was brought down just as it is. Just, just playing that, there's a nightmare on my street right now because I had to play that. Um, all right, let me look. Uh, wild, wild west or something. <laughs> that would have been, been better. Uh, but Will Smith, I love Will Smith too. He's He is great. Really good. Uh, let's stick with your list because this is one of my favorites. She was my bucket list concert for the longest time. Joan Jett. Yep. Yeah. You know, funny that, you know, when you're a kid, you never think, boy, Joan Jett, that's not really her name, but yeah, Joan Larkin. But yeah, I never thought for a second that her last name wasn't Jett. <laughs> right. I, I actually thought it was Joan Jett until two seconds ago. <laughs> and I even read your notes. Uh, yeah, no, Joan Jett, not exactly. She's a, a, a pseudonym a little bit. So yeah, from the suburb of Philadelphia. And uh, yeah, I love rock and roll was kind of her big hit. Uh, I like, I know you've mentioned many times on the show does a lot of covers. Yeah. And this, uh, do you want to touch written by Gary glitter, which is a little suspect of course there with what happened to Gl Gary glitter, but yep, for sure. uh, I, re I really, I, I, I don't know his version, but I really like her version. Do you want to touch by Joan Jett? It's so good. Um, Joan Jett's aunt, let me see if I can explain this correctly. Joan Jett's aunt used to live next to my sister-in-law's aunt. So, you know, when I was like maybe a freshman in college, my sister-in-law who was dating my brother, I don't believe she, no, they were married. Yeah. She was my, she was my official sister-in-law. She got me a, uh, a signed, um, Joan Jett, uh, picture. That's and I wish nice. I still had it. I don't know because I'm not a person that would throw that out, but I don't know where it is. But your your mom might have tossed it. Yeah. Joan Jett's another person I would love to have on the show. I've reached out many times and they just always tell me Joan's not doing interviews. So I don't know what has to happen for Joan to do an interview. Maybe another new album. It's been a while, so I don't know. But I keep trying. Because I, I really, really like Joan Jett. I definitely lump her and Susie Quattro kind of together. And, I, you know, Susie Quattro has been a nice, you know, guest. Oh, my God. I Those two interviews are two of my favorites. Because I really, sometimes it feels like a conversation. 
and sometimes it's an interview. And those two felt like a conversation. Like I felt like she was an old friend and uh, I'm still waiting for when shows really come back and that she comes to the States and does a show in LA because I'm sure I'll get to meet her because I have her personal email. So I'm not bragging. I'm kind of, kind of bragging. Hey, I have a 73 year old woman's uh, email. <laughs> She's always leather Tuscadero to us. Pat. Oh, yep. For sure. For sure. All right. Uh, moving on to, oh, a friend of the show, Eric Bazilian from the Hooters. I picked a Hooters song too, but we'll play yours first. Um, okay. Wildly successful regional act from Philly. When I was in college, I did not know the Hooters and everyone that was a freshman that came from the uh, east side of the state were diehard fans of the Hooters. So I got schooled pretty quickly. I always thought they should have been bigger, but, you know, they had to have some nice hits there in the 80s. But, yeah. Um, yeah. Open, opened at Live Aid in Philadelphia. Well, you know, local local band there, of course. And, yeah, I, they co-wrote some hits for, obviously, you know, that one of us for Joan Osborne. But I, I do really like this song, Satellite. And it was in a Miami Vice episode that I always remembered. It was kind of about tele-evangelists. And it kind of fit very well with Satellite kind of, you know, the way it was, you know, beaming, beaming the religion into your home, I guess. It's kind of where they were heading with that one. But yeah, so Hooters, you know, yeah. And I, you had Eric Bazilian not too long ago, right? As, yeah. And yeah, I, I just, so. uh, and I just talked to Joan Osborne last week. So that'll oh, be coming out. I in saw about that on Twitter. Right. So there great. we go. And um, little connections. Let me ask about this Miami Vice episode. Was there a rock star that played the tele-evangelist? Or was oh, it just boy. an actor? It, you know what? I think, honest God, it's been so long. Brian Dennehy was like kind of the main actor okay. right now. All right. he was, and I think one of them, though, was the guy that was the, the in Back to the Future, the bald fella that was the principal that was always bald in all the three. Mr. Strickland. I think yeah, he yeah, was, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, think he, he was like a rival tele-evangelist. Tele That's a hard word to say. I think that I, actor is also in Top Gun, too. He is. <laughs> yeah. He is. You're correct. He's the guy that says something like to Goose and Maverick, I don't know what you guys pulled up there, but you're going to Top Gun. Just like all of a sudden, they do something wrong and they get rewarded for it. <laughs> oh, my God. He he's the kind of a guy that would like grab your and, and clunk your heads together when he get, get, delivers his line. He did have that look. I don't know what you knuckleheads did over there. Exactly. He, they cast him well as the principal, I guess. And I don't those, know what you know. did today, George, but you're going to Top Gun. <laughs> okay, here's Satellite.
right. And I picked a Hooter song too. I picked a song off of, I think their third album, Zigzag, called Brother Don't You Walk Away. Here it is. Well, I pass him by on the street each day. Brother, don't you walk away. He's about my size and about my age. Brother, don't you walk away. Down a different road might have been my friend. Brother, don't you walk away. But you never know how the road will bend. Brother, don't you walk. Brother, don't you walk away. Brother, don't you walk away. Tell me why is it so hard to say it? Brother, don't you walk away. Now, George, we have to go off on a tan. Oh, hold on, it's rapping. All right, we have to go off on a tangent because I brought up Top Gun, which made me think of Tom Cruise, which made me think of a song that was on your list that I put in here. It's uh, Jennifer Warnes and Chris Thompson singing "All the Right Moves." Pat, I love this song. Now, where <laughs> Not did saying you we find have to play it, it, but where did you find it? I couldn't. I can't find it anywhere. I know, uh, you know, I had a friend of mine who he, he died, you know, however he finagled it yeah, uh, and sent it and sent it to me. That, that one from Donnie Ayers too, that I couldn't find them anywhere either. And, and I, I asked him for him and he, Hey, voila. Yeah. This is a he great song. It. I'm going to play it right now. I really enjoy it. I, I agree. Uh, now how this relates to Pennsylvania. I don't, are either of these artists from Pennsylvania, or are we just going to talk about the movie being, it was, it was John just yeah, it was just the movie in Johnstown. As far as I'm aware, I don't think they're from Pennsylvania. But anyway, the movie- we can wedge the song in. We're going to do it. <laughs> so, I'm going to play a little bit of it, and then I'm going to talk about all the right moves. I have a story. I have a story. Excellent. I'm going to put it out there to the rock solid community. If anyone has like a really good MP3 of this from, I don't care where you got it, uh, send it to me and I'll pass it along to George because again, I don't know how this isn't on a soundtrack compilation or it just, it's nowhere. It's just nowhere. I don't even know if there was a proper soundtrack for this movie. I just don't know even on vinyl or cassette. Not sure. So this movie was shot in Johnstown stars Tom Cruise and Leah Thompson and some guys I went to college who played football in college. I mean, I'm sorry, who played football in high school were hired as extras and to be football players on the movie. And I was, as soon as I found that out, I was like, Oh my God, what was it? What was that like? 
And they go, oh, Tom Cruise was a puss. <laughs> I go, what? What? They go, just a puss. Like after every take, you'd be like, guys, you're hitting too hard. You guys are hitting for real. And they were like, well, we don't know how to, we don't know how to fake playing football. We're just playing football. We don't know what they were like. Uh, we didn't know what to do. And the director wasn't able to tell them how not to hit Tom Cruise lightly. They're like, we're just playing. And so that was their takeaway. They didn't enjoy it is what they said. Uh, they say the guy loves to do all his stunts. What did, what did he want? Uh, maybe back then he didn't. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. Oh, you know, boy. when you're doing stunts, though, you never really get hit <laughs> for real. Right. right. Um, but that's that's my uh that's oh, outstanding that'd have been fun for them and but yeah, right. i'm sure they get a, when they can say they got a good lick on tom cruise and made him made oh, him yeah, whine we, a bit yeah we we jammed that guy's face into the <laughs> mud that's now right. i watched uh i actually purchased that movie i own almost all the tom cruise movies i really i love tom cruise uh despite the wackiness i'm i'm hoping he can get out of that someday but um I purchased this one because it wasn't streaming and uh, I didn't, it didn't hold up for me. I haven't and seen I, it in quite a while. I'd I like was bummed. Okay. And the reason I know it didn't hold up for me is because I didn't keep the Blu-ray. I sold it on eBay and I've only done that with a few Tom Cruise movies. Legend is not one I enjoy. No. And so uh, anyway, all right, moving on. I digress again. Moving on to number five, we're into the top five. And this artist has one of the, and it sounds weird to say, he has one of the greatest, greatest hits collections of all time. Photographs and memories. The artist is Jim Croce, Rock and Peace. Phenomenal. Now, I don't know what a Jim Croce album sounds like. I don't know if I would enjoy one of his couple of albums that he released but i love i love every one of those hits he has some really good songs yeah. right i don't know that i want to listen to a whole album either right sometimes the greatest hits package is enough it's enough yeah yeah i and i you know i really i love the movie django unchained and i yes. think when you when they play this song and you know i don't know what they call that pat when you you know it's obviously a western in in, in the whatever whatever year 1800s or whatever and and they're playing a Jim Croce song, but I just love it. And when he's, it, it fits perfect. And it's one of my, you know, it's a favorite scene and just makes the song even better. Um, so yeah, I got a name from Jim Croce, just a wonderful song. Well, I think when, uh, I think when Tarantino does this plays a song that isn't from the 1800s, it's from the 1970s. I think people just call it cool. <laughs> he does seem to have a flair. Yeah. He, he really does. What, does. He knows what he's doing. Okay. He, he really does. A great tune. I got a name. It's Pat Francis. Like the pine trees lining the winding road. I've got a name. I've got a name. Like the singing bird and the croaking toad. I've got a name. I've got a name And I carry it with me like my daddy did But I'm living the dream that he kept here Open me 
down the highway, rolling me down the highway, moving ahead so life won't pass me by. A perfect song. I agree. All right. Now, this next artist at number four, Donnie Iris. Again, when I was at college in Latrobe, Pennsylvania, uh, everyone that was from the area wanted to ram Donnie Iris and Rolling Rock beer down my throat. Uh, now, Rolling Rock beer is made in Latrobe. So we never drank that because we, I was like, that's the town beer. That's what townies drink. I'm not drinking Rolling Rock beer. Then cut to four years later, I'm living in Chicago and you go to a bar and Rolling Rock was says seven bucks a bottle. <laughs> like, you can't we get a case for $7 when I was in college. Uh... Now, as far as Donnie Iris goes, everyone from Pittsburgh in the Pittsburgh area would just ram Donnie Iris down my throat so much that I was just dismissive. I was like actively dismissive. I'm like, I don't want to hear about your regional hit artist. <laughs> and, uh, and I guess I was wrong because uh, he's got some great tunes. So what one do you got for us? You got a couple here. You got a couple going on. I, I, the, I can't hear you is the kind of the, the main one. And then this, the, the Samantha one is an extra if we had time, but I think Pat, we're, you know, I don't want to get too long-winded on you, but yeah. yeah. Not. Which one of the two do you want to well, play? We'll play them both. I don't care. No, pick one, please. Play I Can't Hear You. It's right. fine. I think that's maybe the better one. And um, yeah, Donnie Iris, yeah, local boy from Pittsburgh. And Right, because I know nonsense, I'll tell you this. If you're a big Donnie Iris fan, his four most popular albums were just re-released, I believe, last year on Rock Candy Records. Uh, they remaster everything. Uh, they do a nice booklet, uh, nice notes. They do an interview with people involved. And so uh, if you're a big Donnie Iris fan, seek those out because uh, that's going to hit your sweet spot. Also, if you listen to the Hustle podcast hosted by John Lamoureux, you can listen to his interview with Donnie Iris, which he just did a few months back. So check that out. All right. Donnie Iris, great stuff. Moving on to, wow, these guys were just so huge in the 80s. They hail from Mechanicsburg. Two of them do. Bobby Dahl and Ricky Rocket. Bands Poison. What do you got? You like Poison? You a fan? I mean, I like some of their songs. I, they're not exactly in my wheelhouse, but they have some great hits, I think. Uh, that Brett Michaels always seemed like a pretty good fella. I, yeah, you know. he seems like a guy that's out there having fun, wearing his three hats. And um, <laughs> Any, Anybody that can handle the, uh, the bald look uh, as well as he does and cover it up, I'll, I'll you know, you got to give him some credit. I mean, he wears a wig and then he wears, that's the first hat. <laughs> And then he wears a bandana, <laughs> a second hat. 
And then, then he tops the whole thing off with a cowboy hat. <laughs> so, I mean, and, and first of all, the guy's good looking. He's in great shape. He can take it all off and everyone would be fine with it. He should do the Kenny Aronoff. He should do the Kenny Aronoff. That guy is when, when that guy did the show and we took a picture and he put his arm around me, I thought, I thought uh, Ben Grimm as the thing was grabbing me. He is such, so solid as a rock. I know. And he looks great. He looks amazing. Amazing. All right. Your poison choice. This might be my favorite poison song that isn't one of the ballads. Cause I love a story song. Yes. I love the video. The lyrics perfectly capture what's going on with this girl in this song. It's not creepy. It's not like unskinny bop or some bullshit. This is uh this is fallen angel. I love it so much. Now, Brett Michaels is for, from Butler, PA. My understanding, Butler, Pennsylvania. That's what I understand, too. And uh, a great friend of mine from college, if you're in Butler, PA, stop by Gettler Distributorship and get yourself uh, a six-pack or a case. Gettler Distributorship, it's a master distributorship. <laughs> if any bars or other uh, beverage places need something they have to get it from gettler they have to buy it from gettler because they're a master distributorship that's what i know and that's what i'm passing along to people in butler pa now i'm going to play a brett michael solo song from 2002 called bittersweet and it is not going to have the seagull stinkaroo sting in front of it even though some of you might not enjoy it i love this song bittersweet You don't love me anymore She packed her bags and her cell phone in right next door She called me told me she was moving in with my best friend This is when our party ends I used to love her bad, but she didn't love me Used to kiss her lips, now I watch them blink I guess the only lyric I don't like is when he says that she sucked in the sack. I mean, 
that's kind of juvenile, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't really, right. you know, I didn't really think of that until right this second, <laughs> but, uh, I stand by my choice. You probably made it, it rhymed somehow. So it made rhymed somehow. Had to go with it. Um, if you go to Brett Michaels website and look at his, uh, solo albums, he's got just about the worst cover art I've ever seen. Um, for his solo albums. I don't know what he's doing. It's so, it's so bad. You're going to go there tonight, George. I know you are. It is just, it's awful. I like when you guys talk about covers because, and you're right. It's sometimes you wonder like they've done all this work to get out yeah. of, you know, wonderful product and they, they flop the the cover. They do. It's, you know, you're it's right. That, that journey when uh, the, that, that, that uh, trial by fire. Uh, they, oof. You're right. That that's hideous. You're right. It's it's unbelievably bad, unbelievably bad. The uh, it's so funny. On the back of the album, there's like a there's like a a photo of the band, which is a really cool photo of the band. That would have been a better cover. Yeah, it's it's funny. I know. I guess not everybody is an expert at everything, and they make well, some. I'm certainly not. I just make I, I just have opinion. I just have opinions, George. Um, <laughs> all right, number two is quite possibly maybe the biggest artist to come out of Pennsylvania. I mean, arguably, but for now she is still, well, sales of over 200 million records worldwide, 10 Grammy awards, 32 American music awards, 23 billboard music awards. And her latest album and single both debuted at number one on the billboard 200. It is hard to deny those statistics yeah she's in this era of people not being able to sell albums she can sell albums yeah and, and downloads and all the all the related things but yeah taylor swift yeah born in in west reading pa and lived in the state for most of her teenage years i believe then moved i think to nashville yeah but, um, yeah definitely a pennsylvania native and i i I, yeah, I've heard it many, many times. It's probably the most one of her most famous songs or popular songs. But "Love Story," I, just a great, great song for a, you know an old middle aged guy like me. It it warms your heart. It sure it, does. And here, let's play "Love Story." the first taylor swift song that i was familiar with and it's just fantastic uh more statistics that single sold 18 million copies worldwide one of the best-selling singles of all time reached number four sold over nine million paid downloads 
Now, I did a little trickery. I played Love Story from Fearless Taylor's version. Did you know? Could you tell a difference? No, no. Yeah, it's it's. So uh, she got she got the more money from that version. Yeah, she gets even more money. Right, and she keeps (laughs) money away from the guys that are controlling those albums now. So exactly. Yeah. Good for her. Um, I do want to play another Taylor Swift song because this is from her most recent album, Evermore. And this is one of Rita's favorite songs right now. We listen to it almost every day in the car on the way to school. This is called Right Where You Left Me. Friends break up, friends get married. Strangers get born, strangers get buried. Trends change, rumors fly through new skies. But I'm right where you left me. Matches burn after the other. Pages turn and stick to each other. Wages earned and lessons learned. But I'm right where you left me. Help, I'm Still at the restaurant, still sitting in a corner I haunt. Cross legged in the dim light, they say, What a sad sight. I, I swear you could hear a hairpin. Just love it. Love that song. She's she's a phenomenon. She is. It's unbelievable. I don't know how she does it. And, and to the quality that she does it also, you know, the highest quality. I think what I just said wasn't even a sentence, but um, <laughs> for guys like us to like someone, you know, like her, you know, it just yeah. shows, I guess. Yeah. How, how good, how good she is. What do you mean guys like us? Well, I know that I take offense to this. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> guys like us. Well, couple we're, of guys probably not that, her, we're probably not her core demographic, Pat. A couple of guys chatting on the, on the internet on a right, Saturday well, night. Right. Couple right. of cool guys. <laughs> All right, right. We are now I have a playout song, which I'll talk about when it's time to play the playout song, but we are at the number one slot. And again, I'm going to let you do it because you picked it, but uh, another duo that's amazingly popular. They certainly are hollow notes. Uh, I, I think, Oates was a New Yorker, but then they met in college in, at Temple University in Philadelphia. But Daryl Hall's from uh, Pottstown, PA, and went to Pottstown. Owen. Pottstown. The worst name for a town. Well, unless Pittsville. <laughs> well, there's also Intercourse, PA. There's a blue ball, I believe, down the same same <laughs> way right. as Intercourse. I think so. All right. right. The big right. joke. Pottstown is okay then. There's a couple towns nearby me. There, one's Panic and one's Desire. So it's kind of a joke, <laughs> you know, somewhere between Panic and Desire. Pat, it's anyway. The same people that came up with those town names also did all of Brett Michaels' album covers. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just awful. Uh, so yeah, Hall and Oates. I do. I love Hall and Oates. Um, yeah, me too. I, I love all their hits of the '70s and '80s, and I'm not not as big of a fan of, I guess the recent things, but, um, they're still going strong, I believe at least touring and uh family man. I, I just, you know, it's maybe not one of the most popular hollow notes songs by any stretch, but I love it. I, I don't know if it's the guitar in it, but it just has a certain sound to it. I just, I love, I love family man by hollow notes. Great and it's song. not, it's not even a song they wrote. It's the true. It's not, it is just a cover version. 
of a, of a yeah, another R. Mike Oldfield. I'm not familiar with Mike Oldfield, unfortunately, but um, I can tell I you, Mike I, Oldfield is getting some mailbox money from this song that went to number six. Yeah, this was. I, I I've seen the video on YouTube a couple of times. It's it's a fairly hideous video, <laughs> which a lot of things were. I think at the time they were yeah. having fun with MTV and things. But if I, you I, made, good, if you made a video in the early '80s that is still watchable today, that was luck. <laughs> there were some, uh, yeah. I, I'm sure some of those artists. I mean, I think it was obviously a combination of cocaine. you know and and it was so new they didn't know what they were doing in a lot of ways i still disagree that that billy squire when did i don't think that wrecked his career although that's an awful video uh rock me tonight but i gotta be honest when i was a kid and that video came out i said there was nothing wrong with it i did i I, I didn't watch it and think i 100 agree i was just like yeah man that's what it's like to have an apartment in new york right (laughs) and and be be very Sort of, yeah. Yeah, flamboyant. Because you don't care. Flamboyant. You can do whatever you want. Exactly. I thought yeah. he was free. I thought he was just being free. I don't know why he wanted to rip his shirt so 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 badly. Must, no, well, he could anyway. afford to. He could afford a new shirt. He, he, he could get a couple shirts, right? All right. I, let's, uh, let's hear family, man. Here we go. She had some smile. She took a stand at pose and she presented herself. guitar he had uh he kind of spooked me a little bit just the way he looked yeah he, he's a uh, kind of <laughs> freaky looking little bit little bit uh, nice I'm fella sh- i'm sure uh just so people are ready for what i'm gonna say right now here we go i can only have a scene that's got a story to I know I've said this before. Uh, first time I saw Hall and Oates, and this connects to Pennsylvania. I saw Hall and Oates at St. Francis College. St. Francis College. Very, very close to my little humble abode here. Yes. Yeah. So um, I, you know, we drove up, uh, up, up the hill, basically, from Hollidaysburg. We drove up to St. Francis. They played in the gymnasium. It, uh, it must have been one of the first shows of the Private Eyes tour because that album was so big. I can't imagine that they got them soon after a couple of hits were out. Um, I, I felt like they played right on the gymnasium floor. I don't even remember there being a stage. There was no, it was no frills for sure, but it was, it was Mickey Curry. It was T-Bone Walk, G.E. Smith, Charlie DeChant, the, the classic Hall and Oates band lineup. And G.E. Smith would take his guitar off and throw it up as high as he could throw it. Like it felt like it went almost t- 
to the ceiling of the gymnasium and then it would come down and he would catch it. And I was just like, he's going to get hurt doing this. This is not good. Even as a kid, I was like an old man. I'm like, yeah, that guy's going to get hurt. <laughs> so, but it was a great show, but I wish, I wish I could remember some of those early shows I went to more vividly. Like all I can really tell. Well, I remember that the throwing of the guitar and it was a great show, but you know, like I wish I could really remember details from those shows. That would be kind of fun. Yeah. For them to be at St. St. Francis university. Saint Francis. Right? That's, that's impressive. Yeah. A tiny. Right. I don't even know where they stayed. I, they probably just did the show, got on the bus and went to the next gig. Right. Exactly. I can't imagine they did a whole lot of hanging out in that's in Loretto PA. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look it up folks. It's tiny. <laughs> Very tiny. All right, George, let's do some promoting. Are you on Twitter? I, I am, but boy, Pat, I'd leave it out. I mean, I, I think I have, I don't do much. I, I like Twitter for the news information I get. I don't post anything. What's your I, handle? Probably for obvious reasons. I think it's, I think it's, you know, George underscore Worley. Oh gosh. I'm following you, right? Yeah. You were kind enough to be one of my, <laughs> yes, honestly, I, there's times I'm like, I'm going to start things. And I just, I just don't. It's difficult. Look, I, I often wonder how much I would engage on social media. If I didn't do this show, it, it might be a lot, lot, lot less. I know if I had something possibly of, yeah, certainly for your purposes, right? Yeah, absolutely. I have I have to do it, and and I do enjoy it. And the community, the Twitter community, is great. Um, the Rock Solid community in general is fantastic. I've met so many people that are uh, are friends now, like my friend George Worley. Now, George, I'm going to do some promoting. Uh, everybody, if you want to support the show, please go to Patreon.com forward slash Rock Solid Podcast for as little as two dollars a month. You can win prizes and have a lot more fun than you're having with that $2. So give it to me. We are at rock solid show on Twitter and you can go to rocksolidpodcast.com for all things about the show, merch and the episodes and all that fun stuff. Also, let me add this. If you were one of the people that paid to co-host the way George did right now, Please email me a reminder. Email me via rocksolid at rocksolidpodcast at gmail.com. Now I'm really stumbling over my words. Rocksolidpodcast at gmail. God damn it. Rocksolidpodcast at gmail.com. Send me an email reminder. Let me know what your topic was going to be. Aaron Khan, you don't have to send me one. And Tony Greathouse, you don't have to send me one because I know about you, but there's a couple guys that I'm missing and I want to get these done um, quickly because it's been over a year and I feel bad about that because George, you did this over a year ago. It, it was. And and yes, it was. And yeah, thank you but, for well, coming back to me. And, and it, I under, certainly understand that uh, I was, I would have waited well, as long as I needed to. And it was yeah, fine. Well, it's one of the things that weighs on my head because um, you guys paid in advance and then we haven't done it. And then I think about it all the time. Like all the time I'm thinking about, I still got to record these episodes with these guys. It's not because I don't want to. I just, 
I do other shows and I forget and then I remember and then I get worried. So please, everybody send me a reminder email and we'll get it done quickly. All right, George, uh, I hope you had fun. Pat, I did. I, I'm sorry. This was so long. I do apologize. It's not, actually, it's, it's just about two hours and 10 minutes. Well, we, we and played I, feel a I, songs. I feel I took away from some of your list and whatnot. No, you but, didn't. You didn't okay. at all. You well, did not at all. All I, of these things are not true. Okay. Well, so, thank you. I just want to say how much I enjoy your podcast. I, I really do mean that. And I, I love it. And uh, it's the first thing I listen to when it's every Thursday or, or I believe it's Thursday at 6 a.m. I think my time I get it. And all right. um, I listen to it right, right off the get go. And I really enjoy it. And I get a lot of laughs from it. And I, uh, I'm, I'm grateful to, for the opportunity to do this. Well, uh, thank you, George. I appreciate that. We, you know, we think we're funny. So when you tell us that you laugh, that lets us know that we're doing the right thing. <laughs> I, I find it extremely funny and I do miss Kyle. I, you know, I miss I, Kyle too. He has a quick wit that, you know, we need him. We got to get him back. I need him. You I gotta swear get him to God. I hope that, that him and Marissa someday move back to, uh, back to, California. When's the cold weather going to beat them up so bad in Brooklyn right. that they decide right. to come back here? But right. um, yeah, now, definitely, definitely the, miss Kyle. Everyone misses Kyle. And uh, yeah, I agree. It, it was, uh, it was hard to go on, but he, he we would just are. come up with those little quips at the so right funny. time. Yes. So, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, um, thank you again so much. I really appreciate it. Thank you, George, for doing this. Now the playout song, the artist is not from Pennsylvania. The artist is Heart, and they're from Seattle. This is from their 2012 album called Fanatic, and they have a song called Pennsylvania. So thank you, George. Thanks, everyone, for listening, and please enjoy Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. 